We are back live here, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Also, AMFM247.com. Tune in. iTunes, you can find us each and every day over there at JiggyJagwire.com. That is J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. And we have got a great guest with us today. She is amazing. Uh, She just is... uh, I, I, I don't even have enough things in the English language to say about this woman. Well, uh, she is amazing. So um, go ahead and give me a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I am Eugene. Um, I am a, a cosmopolitan artist. Um, that is awesome. You know, partly that is friggin' fantastic. If if that is if that is not trademarked, you need to trademark that. We're gonna trademark that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am currently in the world of Afrobeats, but I've done everything from rock and soul, dance pop, um, um, you know, just regular contemporary um, folk like music. I've been been an artist for about. 20 years now more than 20 years now so yeah i'm usually currently based out of philadelphia but i um was raised in new orleans louisiana so always nola girl for life first off and foremost but um currently we are in uh philly so that is fantastic we have got a great guest with us today she joins us live here on our big program so where exactly do you want to be in a couple years with all this um, well, hopefully on my world tour, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would hope. Um, but really, uh, my realistic, realistically, you know how Rebecca Black made a comeback? Yes. I would be okay if I was just Rebecca Black level, you know, get <laughs> fans, you know, have a show or two at the Fillmore here in Philly, you know. I mean, obviously, yeah, it'd be really cool, but would it be to be like, you know, Rihanna world status. But with that comes like, you know, you know, Rihanna, Beyonce, they can't take the train. You know, everyone knows where they are. You know, so <laughs> there's a certain, certain anonymity that like comes with like not being so big, you can still like go to the grocery store. Um, so, you know, you know, when I was younger, it was like, yeah, I want to be like the biggest star in the world. But, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I do appreciate that I can still live like a normal person. Um, but I just want to be able to share my music with more people. So even if I just got a little bit more, you know, of my music out there, um, that's would be the best thing for me. You know, I, I've, um, the person I'd like to model after, you know, the big thing to talk about is how master P, um, you know, he just got distribution. He didn't, you know, really be signed. I would do that. And, um, Doing UG on the level I've been doing it now for the past four years, I've really grown to um, like my independence. Because, um, you know, when you're younger, you don't know anything. You're just like, oh, yeah, I want to get signed. But I've had a couple of friends that have been signed, and you really are kind of held back. You can't release things as you want. And sometimes I've actually heard some record labels will sign you just to keep you out of the competition and then just hold all your stuff, you wow. know? So um, I think I would no, add Vince McMahon used to do that with uh, pro wrestlers. He would sign them so they oh. couldn't go anywhere else. And then yeah. they just sit at home. And they yeah, just exactly. made a check. So that, 
Yeah, exactly. So that's what I would I would, so. I would want to be able to keep my independence because I have been really accustomed to like releasing a song when I want or you know, some of them some of them maybe like I didn't have to release them, but they're my passion products and I did. And if I was with a, a label, I wouldn't ever do that. Or you're only getting to release things like maybe twice a year. So I would want to stay independent. I just need a little bit, a little bit more moolah. You know, really, I just want someone who's going to like pay for some stuff, you know, pay for some of these videos. <laughs> you you want a, you want a little bit of support is basically what yes. you're looking for. Basically. That's, that's what I'd like. I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So how do people find you online and get your stuff and yeah, all these so, things? Yeah, um, so I'm currently biggest, um, where I'd use my stuff the most is Instagram. So that's um, under UGO. So that's E-U-G-E-E underscore o um i've also got a lot of all my music, my music videos are on youtube so you'd have to type in e-u-g-e-e-o and then like one of my songs like weekend and because i'm my my, my star meter is rising but it's not all the way there yet so sometimes it tries to ask eugene no no not eugene UG. So, um, but E-U-G-E-E-O um, on YouTube, of course, on Facebook. But also, I've also noticed that if you just type in UG into Google, my SEO is also going up as well. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you've got a little bit of everything going on. I think that's awesome. So, for folks that don't know what an Afrobeats artist is, explain this to us. Because... We interview all sorts of different people on this show, whether it's rappers, rockers, whoever the hell it is. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll have Afrobeats people on. Okay. And they just, they know what the hell's going on, but they don't know how the hell to tell people about it. So tell us what the hell an Afrobeats artist is. So, okay, well, I'll say this, first of all. Um, well, obviously, it's... Afrocentric. So, right now, the big one of the, the, the biggest artists right now in Afrobeats is Burna Boy, um, Wizkid, Thames, and so it's going to be kind of reminiscent of like island music, you know, you know, not reggaeton, but it's you know the hot drums and everything, you know, bass, rhythmic, um, and so people might, I guess, place it to like similar to like island music so if you think about things like sean paul um uh, not quite like og reggae um reggae like bob marley but more like so like sean paul is what people who don't really know what afrobeats is they would start off to think but also then it kind of still is its own category in that it's like more drumming more rhythmic um and so it's very very it's coming up now really really big i mean obviously in africa it's been a big thing for a while but like i said now burner boy whiz kid thames they have made this the face uh, they're the face of afrobeats right now and currently also there's a subset of afrobeats that is on piano which is tyla water the make me sweat but that i heard i heard the piss out of that song when i was driving around uh so that's on piano that's basically afrobeats with like dance music behind it, like a dance EDM Afrobeats. That's basically what it is. And actually now, um, Ampiano is now kind of surpassing Afrobeats, so they're still pretty big out there, but now 
um, pianos now what's cool and popping. It has a really, um, really distinct, I don't know what the instrument is, but there's a, a, a distinct like kick that it does. And you're like, ah, like a, like a little bass woofer thing. And like, oh, that's on piano. So that's really what, if you're really trying to think about Afrobeats was popping, it's that Tyler Water song. And also that song that um, Rima did when he put Selena Gomez on there, which I didn't think that he needed to do because it's perfect already. But, <laughs> but that song with Rima and um, Selena Gomez, that's also Afrobeats. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So yeah. uh, with your name... I am very interested to know, is this an artist name or is this, as the great Jim Cornette says, your Christian God-given name? <laughs> <laughs> it's an artist name. So, um, I, UG was born in 2008 when I was on my dance pop, um, dance pop swing. And, um, my, so my name is Ugorji. I'm Nigerian. Um, I mean, I was born in California, but my parents are Nigerian. So um, I'm, I'm Nigerian, and my first name is Uborji. It's U-G-O-R-J-I. And when I was in college, I was a server um, at Cheesecake Factory and Red Lobster. <laughs> and I knew that if I went up to someone's table and was like, hi, I'm Uborji, you're server tonight. They'd be like, what, who? And I'd never get their order. That's right. So I basically just took the U and the G, and I spelled it phonetically, um, and it became U-G. And then I guess from that... Back into dance. Um, that's kind of also around the time when Beyonce had her little alter ego, Sasha Pierce. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can have an alter ego too. That can be Yuji. And well, that's basically when Yuji was born. So it is an artist's name. That is awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, what is your reaction and reception to your music like what 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 in the world is all this g give me some details with all this stuff yeah so i would say and no matter what genre i've ever done i feel like everyone's always been pleasantly surprised um i do feel like when i first started i started in high school um me and one of my friends we would um get together and I would I would write uh, songs, melodies, and then he would sit with me and accompany me as I was Sam. And um, we would practice in the schoolyard, um, schoolyard at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> we would practice out there. And I will say like, because of my name and all that stuff like that and like being like African and everything, I was like bullied a lot. You know, people thought I was weird. And I mean, I was kind of weird, but um, I really do feel like when I first started, when we used to, we used to, we started at open mics around New Orleans, and when people first started coming, they were coming to laugh at me. Like they weren't coming because they're like, "Oh, like she's cool." It was more like, "Oh, let's go see what she's gonna do." But then they'd be like, "Wait, like she's actually good." And then from there, like we would like pack out these open mics, and like the owners would be like, "Yo, like we've never had more than five people in here. <laughs> like how did you get these people here?" So after a while, it would be packed out. Like people couldn't get staying room only. And um, I would, uh, you know, other people joined the band. So in my high school, there was, it was me, I was the lead singer, and then Sam was a guitarist. Um, there was an indie guy that was on bass, um, this guy Andy on uh, the drums, and I had two backup singers. And that was, it was, that was Gorgie at the time, and so it was rock and soul. But anyway, so it was pleasant, people were pleasantly surprised. Same with dance pop in Chicago. Um, I would, you know, I made some songs with my friend Nick, who also went to, he's also from New Orleans as well, but we went to the same college. And 
um, we made tracks and we started playing at parties. People were like, yo, this is really awesome, you know? So people were always like, like, whoa, she is, you, you weren't, you're not expecting it. Um, and I feel like I honestly, you know, this is not ego, y'all. I really feel like I have been on the wave of like making, uh, starting new genres, but obviously because I'm nobody, no one really cares. But like, so I would say the genre that I was doing when I call it rock and soul in um, New Orleans, you know, Tank and the Bangas. What Tank and the Bangas is doing, um, that's what I was doing in 2005. Same with, like, the dance pop. Like, you know, that was around the time when Lady Gaga, Rihanna, people started using, like, EDM beats and stuff for their songs. You know, we were doing that, you know. Um, so I just feel like I've always kind of been on this wave of doing something really different, um, especially because I have my voice, you know. Like, it's this kind of raspy, deep voice. And so people, I can sing the way people think. People expect a certain like voice to come out of me um and i will say that like i said always pleasantly surprised because they think it's going to be something else but it's not but they still like it now the bad part about that is and i'm gonna say this black people tend to not really not that they don't like me but it's more like this when black people do like me they like fuck with me real real hard but when they don't they're like you know, because they expect me to be like Fantasia or like, I don't know what they're expecting for me to sound like. And when I don't, they're kind of confused. So, but I will say when they are really like fucking with me, they fuck with me really, really, really hard. So um, pleasantly surprising. Uh, we always got really good beats, really great, I guess, melodies, really, really catchy. Um, and I feel like I'm really, like I said, that's why I'm a cosmopolitan artist. Pretty, really crossover is what I feel like I would be. So... That's awesome. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today and also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes. And uh, so where exactly uh, can we find your music? Yeah. So you can definitely, obviously, find find it on all major digital music platforms, on Spotify. Um, you'll find me on Apple Music, Pandora. If anyone's still using Pandora, <laughs> I don't know. YouTube Music, <laughs> basically all the major ones, um, and just U G E U G E E. Um, and I have all my music on there. I got music. I got R and B sounds. I got Afrobeat sounds. My most recent release was Tempe, which I released this past summer, which has been a great, big global hit. Um, we even got it on the uh, iTunes Africa this summer. So that is awesome. That was- I did that not know there was an iTunes Africa. I think that's pretty yeah. badass. Yeah, so Tempe has been taking the world for, for, around by storm, and we're still working on that. We are really trying to push it out there. I mean, we've got it out, but we need seven other billion people to also hear it as well. So maybe it'll be the next big thing, you know? We can Hopefully. get rid of the Tyler Water song, and that'll be on Tempe. <laughs> I tell you, I, I I hear that goddamn thing everywhere. Who 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 who, 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 who whoever the hell her agent is, or who whoever is whoever is uh, uh, paying these radio stations under the table to play these songs. I mean that stuff doesn't happen. Uh, they are. Uh, I've learned so much in this business over the past couple of years. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you there there is a guy and. He's never going to hire me, so I guess we'll out him. That, that, there's a guy in Wichita, Kansas, who uh-huh. makes a small fortune by having radio stations uh, pay him 
to play artist music and they and they donate to his nonprofit. Oh. <laughs> so but I mean, there but, you I mean, go. But I mean, that's what's happening everywhere, isn't it? Not you know. I mean, that's that's essentially what the record labels are doing for the race. It's pay for play. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that, that's all it is. You know, that the, 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 they might have they might have made payola illegal back in the day, but people are still doing it. Come on. Yeah, of course. That's like so. that's like that's like I know a lot of people. We interview a lot of people in the porn industry, and they mm-hmm. they 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 uh, they do the porn thing, but they also escort. And it's like, guys, you know, you might have made yeah. prostitution illegal, but these bitches still hooking. Right? No, you're right. You're right. You're so, right. so they made payola illegal, but record labors are still paying radio stations to play people's music. Come on. I know. That's, well, that's, let's hope that's that we'll get Tempe on there soon. <laughs> so uh, what is next for you as an artist? So actually, I am currently... Um, Working on some more songs. I do have a couple beats. I'm actually also looking into um, Brazilian funk because that's the next Brazilian funk, baby. Really... Yeah, Brazilian funk. Um, right now, I guess the biggest artist that most people in the U.S. are going to know about is Anita. She had that song that came out this summer called "Used to Be a Ho." Very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> used to be a ho. No, I used to be a ho. It's great. Um, but yeah, so that's the new wave. So I do have a couple of those Brazilian funk beats. And I would like to shoot a music video in Brazil. But prior to that, I'm also working with um, some, I guess, producers, um, some uh, sound engineers and everything. And actually in Nigeria, I'm, um, we're, we're basically, the plan is to make me the biggest, hottest Afrobeats artist that's not in Nigeria currently. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm working with these guys. Got a couple of new beats and everything. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm excited to get my music out. Um, this is actually the longest I've gone without releasing something new. And more so just, you know, I know that Tempe is a really good song. And I just know that I just need to get more people to hear it. Because previously, you know, I, I've like I said, I've learned a lot in the past these past four years doing UG at this level. And I would release a song, and maybe you know, like two, three months, and keep changing it, you know. But, but you know, I've learned to understand now that music is marketed. It it's not yes. um, like like you know like a like a hit is marketed. Even though the tempo is a great song, it, it's a hit regardless. But you do have to spend the time and really you know try and get put it out there. So we've had billboards up for it. We are doing interviews about it. Um, we are posting about it. We're getting it out on social media. So this is actually the longest I've actually ever gone without having something you know cranked out ready to go. Um, but that means that also that I'm taking more time and working on things that will have a, a wide appeal for everyone. And we've gotten pretty good feedback about Tempe. Everyone loves it. So we know we're on the right track. That's awesome. Well, you are making all sorts of things happen. Just yeah. amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, so what has the feedback been on social media to your stuff? So I'd say, well, it's actually been pretty good. You know, we got the numbers up. We're up at 20K followers, really good engagement. Um, Like I said, people love it. They are pleasantly surprised. I recently on my my YouTube shorts have been blown up, you know, and what I'm getting on there, a lot of the comments are like, how does no one know about her? Um, We love an underrated queen, you know, which I love because 
I, I do feel like a little underdog, you know, and I was just actually really surprised last week because I, I hadn't looked at them in a long time, like going to read the comments and comment after comment was like, where is she coming from? Like, how come we haven't heard about Yuji yet? So it makes me think that what I'm doing is working, um, just being consistent with everything. Um, I've even had people that um, I work with they saw the Tempe music video. Now, usually I don't really tell people at work about me and my other life, you know, um, because I, my day job, I, I'm a physician in the day. So um, I don't really tell people at work. Like, I'm not going to go to my patients. Hey, guess what? I'm a pop star too. But anyway, lately, awesome. um, my nurses, they were like, I love what you're doing. I'm like, and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like trying to play dumb. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, like, you know, at first, like I tried to like ignore them. Like, it was like, I didn't hear them. And then they brought it up on YouTube. Like, we just saw you on YouTube. I'm like, how? They're like, we were just on YouTube and your stuff popped up. So that's also a good sign that it's spreading organically on its own. But then it also kind of made me be like, shit. Like, (laughs) now they're going to know. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. That is fantastic. Well, you have, you have been doing some incredible stuff. I, uh, I I I I think it's crazy that you are a uh, you are a physician, but you are also uh, a uh, as you said earlier a pop star, which is awesome. Yeah, physician, pop star, yeah. musician, physician, whatever there, you want to call there, it. There 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 is there is a. Uh, uh, there is a woman in uh, the pro wrestling business who is a dentist during the day, and then she's a wrestler. Uh, she is referred to as Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, I love DMD. that, though. <laughs> she's, not, she's, she's knocking teeth out and then fixing them in the next day. That's step. right. <laughs> That's right. That is awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in a big broadcast. So... I am intrigued by this thing of people at work finding out about you. Yeah. Uh, take me through all this. When did all this start? How, how did this go? Because I, I got to know all the details on this. On this. Yeah. Comic. So I mean, I kind of kept it a secret because. Mm, let me see. What was it? Well, mostly because I don't like 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 people in my in, at work in my business like that. Just in general, you know, because people are nosy and then like you know they're gathering information on you and i just i don't really need you to know like what i'm doing on the weekends not that i'm doing anything crazy you know what i mean it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not nuts. like i will say i do try to keep a level of demure going on with it because yes yeah, someone could happen upon it and not even and i'm not just doing it because of that but i mean the, the type of person that i am i'm i'm a like i'm a classy sexy person you know um kind of like in the way of like beyonce where you're never gonna see everything out at once you know what i'm saying like either i'm gonna have the tits out and everything else covered up or i'm gonna have like legs out you know what i mean like so it's not all yeah. at once um and that's just my style in general but yeah i mean because for some people it could be conflicting i mean especially like i said because um i'm a doctor you do have to like be careful, um, and not, like I said, not that anything I'm doing is profane at all. I don't, I don't really curse in my songs. I'm not out there really like, twerking or anything. But yeah. it's just like people have this idea of what a doctor's supposed to be, and so you know when you challenge that, even if you're not, you know, doing anything like really abhorrent, it still can kind of get you in trouble. Like I feel like there was a job I interviewed for, and like. I think they looked me up, and I think that's why I didn't get it. But, again, blessing this guys. You know, you never know what you're being saved from, but I really do think that's the reason why I didn't get that job. And, like I said, not, not because I was doing anything gross, but, I mean, just people have ideas of what a doctor's supposed to do, what oh, I'm not yeah. supposed to do. Like, there are a lot of, like, doctors who are on TikTok, but they're doing, like, medical stuff. I'm not doing any medical stuff. Like, I'm not doing any teachings. I'm just being me, UG, because being a doctor is not all that I am. Like, it's honestly, like... 
one time I was in therapy, my therapist was like, hey, make a list of, like, ten things that you are. And, like, the doctor didn't even, didn't even crack the top ten. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I do. The doctor didn't even crack the top ten. Yeah, I did it. But I am very good at it, and I love being able to help my community and, you know, give insight and everything. But it's not the only thing about me. I am so many things. I mean, same with being a pop star. Pop star is in the top one, two, and three of my life, but I'm so many things. I am a wife. I am an amazing dancer. Um, I'm funny. You know, I'm a writer. I, I'm a poet. You know, so I'm a lot of things, and um, I don't like to be boxed into one thing. So, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, people are finding out, and I'm just trying to <sighs> acknowledge it, you know, but... You know, try not, I, I, like, I'm not going to friend them on Facebook. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, if they find me on Instagram, cool. Like, I'm not going to stop them. But yeah. I'm also not, like, really out there trying to, like, or tell my patients. You know, and that's also why I like my name, my stage name. Because you're never going to type in my name as a doctor and it's going gonna, it's gonna to connect to UG. Because my name is U-G-O-R-J-I. And UG is E-U-G-E. It's, like, not connected in any way. So there's no way that anyone's really going to, Connect it. Now, if I get bigger and then they start, like, putting that in there, okay, sure. It's going to come up on the SEO. But in general, <laughs> if it's just looking for me, you're not really going to find UG next to a Gorgio Corey MD. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. And uh, so music videos – uh, have you done any of these? Are you are you working on anything like this? Yeah, I've done about like over ten music videos in the past. That's awesome. Four. Last biggest one was in Miami. That was a Tempe music video. We shot my birthday weekend in April, and that. Oh, remember Tiger King when the guy when dude was like, oh, "I'm never gonna financially recover." That's how I felt after the Tempe music video. Tiger like, King it was a lot. Pe pe people are still making Tiger King references. I think that's awesome. <laughs> like that was the meme for me all this goddamn summer. Um, it was a lot of money, but it's worth it. The Tempe music video was great, um, and I feel like we elevate our music videos every single time, almost to the point that I'm always worried when I make a new one because I'm like, well, "Shit, how am I gonna top this one?" Um, so I got a great team. <laughs> how am I gonna top this uh, one? No, seriously. Like, I this last one we did. You know, we were on a we were on a, we were on a yacht. You know, saying like, like we have. Like I'm like, what am I gonna do next? Go to space? Like I'm gonna have to fucking. Hey, you can. <laughs> but you, you I've you done, can... uh, like I said, over time, um, and uh, with the majority of the current group that I have, um, they're all these creators out of Dallas. Uh, a wonderful team. Um, the guy who does my music videos is Films by Prophecy, and so he's pretty well known in Dallas. He saw the music videos for like really big artists. Like right now, he's been shooting a lot of music videos for for finesse two times, and um, yeah, when Mo three was still alive, he did a lot of big ones for Mo three, Kevin Gates, you know. So he is really well known, and so are um, a lot of my like my makeup artists, my um, my uh, clothing stylists. So we got a whole team, um, and. It's took it's taken a while to amass them, but we work great. It's always a great time. It's always a lot of work, but it's always a great time together. Like my family, my second family. I'm usually in Dallas about once a month, either when I'm editing or something, or like going to like work on dance moves or working on styling. So I'm pretty much in Dallas at least once a month. Um, and yeah, so but currently I don't have any music video plans. If I do, it might. I'm thinking about shooting one in Brazil. But with that one, it's not going to be like a whole production. It'll probably be a little bit more tame because I'm not going to fly 
eight people out to Brazil. I don't have that type of money. This is still America. <laughs> Doctors don't make money. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, have you brought something up earlier that yeah. uh, that is interesting? Uh, all these all these doctor people doing things on TikTok. Uh, have you thought about maybe doing something like that? Um, no, no, because I gotta tell you, I don't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome like i'm like I'm on tiktok as yuji you know like i do like so i do this friday feelings video every friday like clockwork for the past four years and that's what i do for myself um you know i'm usually like singing like the latest hits or something whatever and that's for me um but i'm not really interested in like and I know a lot of, like, I have some colleagues um, that are out there making a whole bunch of money as influencers. Um, one of them is a TikTok doc. He's cool. This guy saw him. TikTok uh, dog. That is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for He coined that right when TikTok came out. So he got, but he's pretty big on there. He's an oncologist now. TikTok um, dog, baby. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not interested in doing that, you know, because I don't want people to see me as a doctor. I Like, like I said, even though I'm proud of that and that I do that and I'm helpful I just that's just not all of me and I yeah. I've seen too many people in the medicine world like that's the only thing they are then their whole identity is attached to that and it's like really pathetic honestly like it's really sad like you know that they're, 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 they're the guys who always want to know that they're a doctor and they're always dropping their doctor real people like people who are like all the good doctors that I know we don't tell people like we're not out there. Be like, see, that's the thing, still? man. I yeah. you raps. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You yeah. don't need to be out there telling people if if. No, you know, if it's you... a liability. Like you know, because um, so in New York City they have a thing called MD plates. Like so, I guess you won't get a ticket or whatever. But the thing is, you're making yourself a target because one, people are gonna break into your car because they assume you're an MD of money, or people are gonna jump in front of your car and act like you hit them. You know, like I don't want people knowing what I do. Like I had this one friend. She's out in Cali. And she told me that when her hairdresser found out she was a doctor, she char started charging her 50 bucks more simply because she was a doctor. <laughs> you know, that, uh, yeah, uh, way you back in me. the way back in the day, old, uh, old Howard Stern, who is who is who is now, for whatever reason, become Howard Hughes. I don't know what's going on. There. I know, right? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he won't he won't leave his house. He uh, he hasn't left his house since covid. Um, he oh, apparently yeah, yeah. has this, he has this thing that he does in his house where when he gets p Amazon packages, <laughs> they go into a special room and they are opened and then, <laughs> oh yeah, he's fucking he crazy it. now. If, if Howard from the nineties were to show up yeah, and he... see this Howard, he'd kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> just how it would be, you know, Howard running around with, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and blackface would right? show up and kick this Howard Stern's ass. Right? That's how that would go. That's how it all would go down. But, um, what, one of the things with him is he used to tell people, he used to hate it when he would see different things reported in the media about he had signed this much for a contract. Cause he's like, if I go to a barber shop, they're going to turn around and charge, instead of charging me 10 bucks, they're going to yeah. charge me 30. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> How much do I want to do all that? Like, why should I change that? Why should that change? Just because I'm an MD. Like I'm telling you, like people, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think why the reason because medicine i guess it's a big thing medicine has changed it was really paternalistic before usually old white men um sorry it was um they're still there but 
you know, there really was a different type. It was a different world, a lot of more prestige. Honestly, being a doctor these days, there's no prestige in it. It's just we're all just being, like, shit-kicked and being stomped on. But the thing is, the patients don't understand that. They think that, like, we're out here, like, taking deals and kickbacks and stuff. No, we're not. Honestly, we don't. And it's, like, really... and Well, and and also... And this this is something else that uh, that, that 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 is in. We, we are we are doing all sorts of different things today with, with you. Um, you know, one one of the things that 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 I get the impression with you just from everything you've said, you're one of these people who you got into doing this stuff to be a doctor and all this stuff to help people. Yeah. And there are so many people. In fact. I will, I will, I will bring this up once again. Um, uh-huh. The Hutchinson, Kansas medical system is okay. the most craziest medical medical system I have ever been involved in. Um, everybody here is on uh, blood pressure medication. Everybody's got high blood pressure, and I kind of tend to think that maybe they're getting a kickback from the people that are selling high blood pressure medication <laughs> because. <laughs> Because, uh, well, in fact, fairly recently, my mother went to a doctor and they said, hey, your blood pressure is fine. It's all Mm -hmm. that medication you're taking. She hadn't Mm. taken nothing. (laughs) And so it just, it's so strange. Like um, she switched doctors fairly recently because the doctor that she had went down the list of stuff and they go, well, you're not on any medications. Yeah. He's like, yeah, because I'm healthy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And he's like, no, we need to get you on some medications. Uh-uh. And so we have this thing of like people yeah. like you who yeah. you got into this, you got into the, the, the <laughs> medical business to help people. And then you do this, then you do this music thing. And at some point the music thing will be your main thing. Yeah. But then these doctors, it's kind of like we're talking yeah. about with the record labels earlier. And it's, it's true. And, I, and I'm also, so yeah, so I'm internal medicine, I'm your primary care. And so I'm internal medicine and I'm also lifestyle medicine. So I'm in the business of trying to make sure you're not, I'm trying to get people off of medication. Like, yes. As much as possible. Yes. That's what I do. Trying to change your life, lifestyle modification. That's the biggest thing. So I have um, certified in lifestyle medicine and also um, I also do sleep medicine. I'm actually studying for my sleep medicine boards right now. But um, yeah, I'm like, I, I, it's what's interesting. I've actually had patients that argue with me. Like I try to take them off their diabetic medication because their A1C is doing great. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like I need it. I'm like, sir, your A1C is within the normal range for like, I need years. it. Like, I want to get them off. But I'm like, let's do a trial. I promise if it goes back up, we'll get you back on. And, and they stay fine. Like, so it's actually funny. I actually have patients that are like doubting me. And I'm like, I'm trying to get you off this medication that you don't need. <laughs> like, Trust me here. I yeah, was so. I was listening to uh, Kurt Angle was on Joe Rogan's uh, show uh, fairly recently, and they were talking about and I haven't I haven't watched it yet, primarily because uh, just craziness. But um, there apparently is a there is a uh, documentary series or something that Netflix did, and they were talking about uh, all the things that have happened in the United States with all these drugs and all these drug companies and all the various things and i guess in the very beginning uh with some of this some of these drugs uh they talked to several doctors who these pharmaceutical reps would go in and talk to these people and they were trying to get them 
you know, to, to buy these things and prescribe them to their patients and all these things. And one doctor out of like 15 of them that they talked to, the guy walks in and he goes, this is heroin. You need to get the hell out of my goddamn office. <laughs> so it's, it's so strange. And like when you bring that up where the guy's like, where you're getting, where, where the guy got healthy and he's getting yeah. off the medication. And, and he's like, like, oh, my God, I need yeah, it. It's, and it's, it's like, so no, you don't. <laughs> you know, and it's just like I actually where I'm going. I actually I I left my other job. I'm starting a new job in December. And I'm really excited because the reps aren't allowed to come there. And I'm just like, oh, so because there's like, I mean, sure. Bring pizza for lunch. But my thing is like, like the same, <laughs> people, would come, right? lunch, the, the same, the same people would come every week. I'm like. Tyler, did anything change from last week to this week? Like, what are you call? I got patience to see, bro. Like, is anything, I, there, <laughs> I got patience to see, bro. One week, dude. Like, wh- why are you here again? Well, I need you to write more of this, but I'm not going to. That's the thing. Like, I don't. If I need to, I will. Like, you coming here is gonna make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm actually very happy that this office I'm going to is doesn't allow reps to come because it's really. I really think that's awesome. It's a bother. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm in the business of trying to get people off of medicine. Well, that's see, this just the, educating people. The, this is the thing it's 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 like i have um for for several several years uh i have believed that uh they always talk about we got to cure cancer we got to do this we got to do that and i've always said there is it's just it's a lot it's a lot more profitable to have these diseases than it is to And so, yeah, so the thing is, and that's what I feel, and that's what I think, I totally think about, think that about the American healthcare system, that they, they know, they, they, they talk about that they're interested in preventive health and stuff like that, that's what lifestyle medicine is about, but they don't really want that, because if you're not sick, you can't go to the hospital. That's that too, that too. And, that, and, well, that, and that's, that's not what I, I try, I try to get people off, but. I interviewed, uh, or actually, I didn't do the interview. I seen. I uh, wish I would have done the interview. It would, it, it would have been all sorts of fun if I would have done the interview. But there was a guy that was a military contractor, and he was interviewed at one point, and he said, "Here's the deal: the reason why we sell bombs and make bombs and do war is because it's a lot more profitable than us going somewhere and building a bridge." Mm. <laughs> so it's like, they, yeah, you're right. It's it's so strange. It it is just so strange. Um, were you in, what, what, what part of the medical world were you in during the whole COVID thing? Um, in the, in the, um, in the clinic. So I'm what kind of craziness medical. did you see and have to deal with? Um, I gotta with tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't too crazy. Let me tell you why. During COVID, I was still in Louisiana. Um, so I was in Shreveport, Louisiana, yeah. and I and we were actually pretty isolated from it until that summer of 2020. Oh, um, really? Like because it's so small, no one really goes to Shreveport. Like you only are in Shreveport if you ha- if you're with the um, LSU, you're there for residency, yeah. or if you're with the Air ba- Air Force Base because Barksdale is out there, um, and that's it. Otherwise, when people like they'd ask my husband, they'd be like, "Wow, so you're here for the for LSU?" Huh? He's like, "No." They're like, oh, Air Force? He's like, no, like, why are you here? He's like, my wife is here. I was like, you're not usually there unless you're from there or you're for the medicine or for um, Air Force. So, um, yeah, people weren't really coming in and out like that. So we there weren't really a lot of cases um, until, like, August of 2020. Um, prior, and, and, when they, and when you did have cases, because by then, you know, we, we did do the whole shutdown thing. So, um, yeah, in March, uh, you couldn't really come to the clinic anymore anymore. Um, 
we'd do the whole like the temperature thing, whatever. And then we would have to go down the list and call people and tell them not to come, which I have a grimy story about that. But, um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so, so you rarely would have people to slip past and come into the clinic that we were suspicious of. Yeah. Mostly they were going to the um, ER. And like I said, the cases really weren't that bad until August when it did kind of get bad. But even so, I wouldn't even think really that much. Like, I don't think there was ever a time where we were like, oh, my God, we ran out of beds. Like, it was like, yeah, the ICU is getting full, but it wasn't, like, crazy now. It was really crazy. Like, my, my good girlfriend in Dallas, she's infectious disease at Baylor. And so, I'm like, I, like I said, I do a lot of my UG stuff in Dallas. So, I've been in Dallas almost every weekend doing stuff. And I could tell how bad COVID was going based on what she, the weekend, like, I, I would, she'd be like, oh, man, I was in the ICU today, and 20 out of 30 was COVID patients. So oh, that's wow. how I could tell how it was going. And when it was getting better, she'd be like, oh, yeah, this weekend, it was just, like, four out of 20. You know what I mean? So I could, there was, like, a metric mm. for me to tell, like, how bad things were. But, yeah, so um, one thing where I was working at, which I was just hella grimy, dude, like, <laughs> so they would tell us, they would tell us to go down the list and call people not to come to the clinic, and then we'd do telemed. Right. Wow. But then I would see people coming in and this is like people like with COPD, oxygen tanks. So I'm like, hey, mama, like I thought we talked. And I was like, oh, well, somebody called me after and told me to come to the clinic. And the reason and the thing is, and I believe that shit. And the reason why they're doing that wow. is because that was before um, uh, insurance and Medicare and stuff like that allowed for you to get um, reimbursed for um, telemed visits. Because pr- prior to that, telemed really wasn't a big thing. And so you, um, you didn't get paid for a telemed. And so they, you know, so they didn't want us to do telemed because they weren't getting paid for it. And so they made all this noise about, oh, yeah, like, let's call oh, the people and tell them to come in. It looked like we're doing our due diligence. But then they would still call that the people who really didn't need to come in, who really didn't need to be outside. And you would call behind my back and call them and tell them to come to the clinic anyway so they can get paid. Like, that was just such shit. Damn, so what a deal, man. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, now now I'm in Philly, so we love it out here. You know, I just recently uh let's see. Did what, what I, I, I I always have to look at to see where this interview is going before I open my mouth to say this. Okay, we were recently at the porn convention, uh and uh in 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 New Jersey of all places. And uh it was a much better experience than it was 10 years ago, I, I, I will have to say. Because 10 years ago, um, I'm, I'm, I'm driving through these tolls of Michael Nagy, and he's like throwing change out the window at the, yeah. at the uh, cops. Yeah. And I'm like, what the world what are you doing? And he's taking me to beaches where, the, where they got these list of rules, and I go up the thing, and everyone's violating the rules. Uh, I, I, I go to, I go to these delis and when they find out I'm from Kansas, they immediately turn into, uh, Andrew Dice Clay and start, yeah, what do you have? What do you have? Uh, Yeah, all this crap. Uh, so it was, it was, it was terribly easier that this, that this last time, but we drove through, I made, uh, my, uh, my, my, my lovely and talented, uh, Britannia, I made her drive through, Philadelphia, because I had to stop and run up the Rocky Steps, and then she told, <laughs> and then she told me to get in the damn car and stop being a mark. But uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Like, it was fun. I loved Philly. If if I would have known that you were in that area, we'd have done this goddamn interview on video and would just done it there. 
Yeah. Instead of on the old Skype or Rooney like like we're doing now. But yeah, um, they can come back because people love Philly. They're always oh, back. I'll tell you, I was I, I enjoyed Philly. I enjoyed driving around the. Uh, uh, we uh, what was so funny was uh, we our GPS because she will never use anything other than GPS. I don't know why. She <laughs> says she's directionally challenged. I guess I don't know. So it gets us. It takes us to the Rocky Steps. You, you'll appreciate this because. This is, you're the first person on this, uh, you're the first person that I've admitted this to because it's hilarious. Uh, it took us to the library, the art center, you know, wherever this is. Yeah. And it took us to the back and it said we were there. And I'm like, oh, perfect. So then I went up the steps and I had her take a photo and I told her to go up the steps. And then we come around the front of the building where the actual Rocky steps are. Right. <laughs> and I'm like... We ran up the wrong fucking wrong steps. steps. Yeah. <laughs> but they did have the statue out, the Rocky they do statue. Have a statue. I they had heard the golden bronze, the bronze um, footprints. I had yeah. heard years ago that they had put the statue in storage, and a bunch of people threw a damn fit and they pulled it out of storage. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it, Philadelphia was was a very interesting area. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 uh, I will have to say, uh, I, we drove down by some college that had, okay. uh, z- something with a Z, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. We, we, we drove down, I think it was like a community college, maybe type okay. of thing. I don't know. Okay. And okay. they had this, they had their own bus and it was driving down back and forth across the campus and doing things. And I'm mm-hmm. like. Why are they advertising to themselves? Everybody who's here is already going here. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I, just, I thought that, that was ridiculous, right. but 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 that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then some guy uh, stepped off the 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 crosswalk and was going to walk in front of a couple cars, and uh, Brittany went ahead and let him go in front of us, and I said, well. We are truly from out of state because this is Philadelphia. This is they'd have just run yeah. his ass over. Yeah, <laughs> these these people boo Santa. They don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't care. Philly is nuts. They have like these biker gangs and they, they don't give a shit. Gangs in Philly. They don't. They don't give a shit. Like they were running at night. Like when I first got here, I was like, I was I, like, I was like, oh, this is weird. And they they would run the lights and things. Everyone. So we all now know if you see the biker gangs, you know. You just let them go. Like, even if the light is green for you, you let them go. Because they're going to run it regardless, you know? And they just don't give a shit. Biker gangs, baby. Downtown, like, at night, um, if you're, like, an old city, like, even if it's green for you, I wait. Because they will just run that red light. They don't give a shit. Wow. <laughs> so, well, yeah. the, the the stuff I know about Philly is you've got you've you've got the uh, the Rocky thing with the steps and the statue. <laughs> yes. uh, Randall Cunningham used to play for the uh, the Eagles. Okay. Okay. Um, the Flyers, the hockey team, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in the nineties there used to be a well I shouldn't say small because they ended up becoming <laughs> the. The, the, the third, uh, whether whether Eric Bischoff wants to admit it or not, the third major wrestling company, Extreme Championship Wrestling, was in Philadelphia. They used to do their shows out of, a, at one point, was a bingo hall. 
um, which which is now um, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Because I bet I, I bet if I tell you where this is, you will. At, uh, I think it's at the corner of Swanson and Rittner, maybe. Um, the twenty three hundred Arena is what it's called now. Okay. Uh, it is in Philadelphia. It is, uh, let me see here. It's, it's, it's got a, it's, of course it's got a Wikipedia page. Um, the 2300 arena is a multi-purpose indoor arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Um, it was originally known as Viking hall and then it became mm-hmm. the XPW arena, which <laughs> poor, I actually, I'm looking at it. It looks like, I feel like I, I think I've seen this place. Uh, let's yeah, see. I thought I've seen this place what, before. It's the... close to where I live. Oh, I well, that is that is I think incredibly I drive insane. I drive past it all the time. I drive past this place. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, at the corner of South Swanson Street and West Rittner Street. Yeah, uh, I, have to know. <laughs> I, I I drive past here all the time. It's from my house. I live in South Philly. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been a treat. Uh, yeah, this interview has gone a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I, I, I apologize that, that I've no, taken as much as your time, but we've talked about life. a little bit of everything today. We've talked yeah. about, we've talked about Philadelphia. We've talked about, uh, the medical industry, uh, mm-hmm. your music, yeah. uh, a little bit of everything. Um, one of the things that really bothered Britannia when we went through there, which, I think she's just a weirdo, but um, she was bothered by the, she, she was like, I, I can barely breathe all the smog. So and I did I'm see like, this weekend. Were you, were you there this past weekend? Yes, we were there. there as yeah, of... I woke up on, on the weekend and there was a alert. I was like, that's funny. It was weird. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, so there wasn't an alert this past weekend. Okay. I did see it. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 like I, I, I just thought she was out of her mind. No, I because she has gone. Uh, we get invited all the time to go down to Florida for the uh, for the porn convention down there, and um, we never go to the we never go to the Florida one because Brittany is allergic to the entire state of Florida, as she says. Uh, she went down there for a hazmat training thing one time and her eyes and her nose just ran the entire time she was there. I believe it. So she is, she has told everybody that she's allergic to the entire state of Florida, but, but, but I'll, I'll tell you, if you've never been to New Jersey or the Florida one, or uh, where else do they do these things? Washington D.C. or Vegas. You Love should DC. go to. You should go to okay. the. I'm not going to Vegas one. That would be cool. ABN, the Adult Video be- News Awards. I've uh, heard about that one. I think I think I thought that was the, actually the only one. I didn't know there were other. See, there's ones. see there's there's ABN, which is in Vegas every year. Ironically, um, it is well. This year, it was at the beginning of the month because everyone in the adult industry is a child. Uh, but um, they, uh, they, they, they moved the board convention because uh, there was another convention that was doing their convention the week after. So they had to be the week before. And I'm like, just why are you moving this thing? So they went ahead and moved their convention and it bothered all sorts of people and it caused all sorts of mayhem. 
But usually it is the last weekend in uh, the uh, the month of January. Okay. However, oh, so yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting. It oh, is because usually what happens is is when me and the lovely and talented Britannia go to the porn convention, we always drive. We always leave Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we drive like crazy. Yeah. Uh, we drive to. Oh the- damn. Why? Because you, you have gear with you, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah, right? yeah. I've, and, and Ooh, How long is that? Two days? Uh, well, we leave on Monday. We drive to uh, New Mexico. We stay overnight. Then we drive to Vegas. And then we're there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We come back Sunday. And then we usually get back on that Monday. Late. Okay. And, oh, wow. And it's... Uh, but the trip to New Jersey this year... Was twenty two and a half hours, yeah. um, from Kansas to Jersey, and then back from Jersey to to Kansas, and yeah. uh, we couldn't leave like I wanted to leave, which was I don't know, five a.m. Yeah, uh, we had to leave at one thirty in the afternoon because her daughter supposedly had an had a uh, parent teacher thing we couldn't get out of. And then when we go to the parent-teacher thing, I get told all sorts of wild stories about how her daughter is so nice to people, and she's so caring, and she's so this. And I wanted to say so bad. We got we got a different kid here, right? Oh. What, what's going on here? Did they did they swap out kids? Did 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 did, did they do like in uh did they do like they do in Major League Baseball? Did they trade her for a kid to be named later? Trader. I uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what is going on here? But uh, Exotica is the one that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I want to try to figure out. Uh, so it's 22, direct, 22 hours in each direction? Yes, 22 and a yeah. half hours to Jersey. So what did you do that? And you 22 half days? hours back. Or, or three days. Well, I made it three days. Yeah, that's what we did. Brittany do. made it. Brittany wanted to make it one day. No She's way. like, I'm going to drive, and then you're going to sleep, and then I'm going to sleep, and you're going to drive. And I'm like, we're not doing that. No, dude, no. Yeah, when we drove from Louisiana to Philly, we did in three days. Drove, 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 drove. But we're like, we're not doing that. No, yeah, it's it's. We're at that age, like so. Now, so my husband's from Chicago, and so we go to Chicago a lot. And twelve hours from Chicago. They have a porn uh, convention in April in Chicago. <laughs> you you could go. I believe it is. Uh, let's see here. Let's let, let 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 let's plan you a family trip. Um, April, <laughs> I believe it's going to be April eighteenth, uh, or it'll be it'll be it'll be nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first next year. That's my birthday. So usually I'm gone. My birthday's April twenty eighth. So usually I'm gone. I'm trying to go to Barbados this year. Okay, Barbados, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be fun. Drive, we usually drive from from here to. Uh, dog. So, um, but we do. We, when we were younger, so we used to do Chicago, New Orleans, you know. And we were young. We thought we were cool, so we'd leave it like he get out of class at like six o'clock, and we drive and completely kill ourselves. And as we got older, now nah, the trick is you leave at four or five a.m. and then you get there same day, and you you can live. So yes. like we'll leave here at four or five a.m. Yes. to Chicago four p.m. and it's great because have dinner with their friends and then conk out. You gotta leave early, man. That's, I try that's it. to I try to get Brittany to get in the car at um I, I try to get everybody to leave at yeah. like five AM. Yeah. 
early as possible. So we can we can get there and all this stuff and it's sometimes such a mess trying to get her to get into gear. So uh, so so yeah, the the the, the ideal time is to leave at um you know 5 a.m. 4 a.m. Yep, because that's the way to do it. That gets now, you... if I'm driving solo, I won't do more than six or seven hours by myself. So back in the day when I was going from New York to you know to Chicago, we had friends in Cleveland. So Cleveland, Cleveland. is about the half point. Yeah, right. so I would, I would drive to Cleveland, spend the night there with my friends, then continue on the next day to Chicago. So yeah, I don't do more than six, max seven hours per day if I'm driving alone. Um, yeah, because you know, time for that shit. She. She's out of her mind. She she yeah. she drive 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 drives. We're not doing this. Drive 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 drive. Yeah, one time we drove Just from calm down. Miami to Shreveport. It took twenty one hours. It was awful. I wasn't expecting. I don't know what we were thinking because there's three of us driving. So I thought you know we could. It was we left at one a.m. I don't know what we were thinking. And got back at six p.m. to Shreveport. That day. it was awful. It was so bad. Never again. I'll never yeah. do that shit again. Yeah. So. I, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, that Brittany does, which is uh, amazing, is uh, she's always, uh, she always wants to pack sandwiches in the car. She's like, well, I'll do sandwiches. No, this is your time to get out I'll and explore th- America with your mouth. Why would I want to pack a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a treat. You are amazing. We'll have to do this again because uh, apparently 51 minutes is just not enough for me. I got to have more. I got to have more of of the E uh, of of you and my life. You are amazing. I told you. Aren't you pleasantly surprised? Most people are. Uh, I'll tell you, um, as as I always like to tell all the uh, all the black porn stars when we have them on the show, you are my kind of perv (laughs) magnet. And so you're great. This has been fun. Oh, you don't need to come to Kansas. I'll, I'll come to Philly. <laughs> no, way. or I'll meet you in Chicago in April. Something. We'll, we'll, we'll do something. Uh, well, you are great. Before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you? Get your music, all the fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. So we are going to go to Instagram, which is where I use the most. Um, that's E U G E E underscore O. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I'm not really doing a TikTok dances. I don't roll like that, but I do some TikTok dances, baby. I don't do that. So my TikTok name is E U G E E underscore M D. Um, you can find me on all digital music platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, um, YouTube Music, um, every single one that there and that's under e-u-g-e-e now i might try and correct you and say eugene but it's e-u-g-e-e and you're gonna find me that way i'm on facebook music as well that's U-G music so e-u-g-e-e music and i also have a website www.ugmusic.com so fantastic well you have been amazing this has been just amazing and uh, I look forward to talking with you soon. Have yourself yeah. a wonderful, wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you, my it's friend. Great, there Bye. she goes, the fantastic uh, UGO. That is amazing. 
That wraps it up here for this edition of our big program. And we will see you next time.